Get in the program. Get in the program. Get in the program. Father God, I ask that you speak to us today through your divine power. Give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding today in Jesus' name. Amen. In Matthew chapter 28, the scripture is clear. Jesus said, go ye, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So everyone has to hear the gospel. This was done after Jesus went to the cross. After he died and rose again, he knew he had fulfilled the Father's will and that people can now become part of the kingdom of God. He sent his disciples, including you and I, into all the world to preach the gospel, meaning give the good news to every family in the world. Now, what was Jesus trying to do? Jesus was trying, remember, God is a covenant God. God keeps covenant. Hundreds of years might go by, but when God remembers his covenant, he begins to walk on his covenant. God was trying to keep the covenant that he made to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. He said, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In Abraham, every family that's a part of this earth is going to be blessed. And if you read in Revelation chapter uh, chapter 7, I believe verse 9, the Bible talked about the people of Israel being in the presence of God. And then after this, a crowd that no man can number from every nation, from every tongue. It is the Father's will for your family to be blessed. Amen. It is your, your the Father's perfect will for your family to be a part of the kingdom of God and to be blessed. And that's what I'm about to talk about today. God wants you to get in the program. The program is to bless you so that you can be a blessing. Get in the program. Don't just sit there and be religious. Get in this program because God is looking for somebody to bless. He is looking for somebody to say, here am I, bless me so that I can be a blessing. And what we are doing, this is prophetic, what I'm doing this morning, remember I said I was going to teach on how to heal the sick, uh, but the Lord is leading Angel and I into this, uh, probably for this Sunday, because we know this is where God is going. We need this, I believe. And what I'm trying to do today, I'm going to put out words and let serve the enemy quickly notice i notice to know that poverty is going to be swallowed up in victory at the ark fellowship amen amen poverty is going to be swallowed up in victory at the ark fellowship because of the blood of jesus and we'll come into that so get in the program get in the program Get in the program. How is God going to accomplish this? How is God going to reach every family of the earth? How is God going to fulfill his promise, his covenant with Abraham? 
God says, I will never go back on my word. I will never go back on my covenant. If I say it, I'll do it. If I have sworn to it, it's going to be done. God says, come out, Abraham. I'm about to use you, and you will be the point man for the blessing for every family that's on the earth. It is an amazing thing when you get to the throne of God. Every family is going to be represented. Every tongue is going to be represented. That's the will of our God. But how is he going to do it? How is he going to make this happen? You know, in Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17, God says again to Zechariah, again, I want you, proclaim, saying, I want you to shout it out, saying, Tossel the Lord of hosts, my cities shall again spread out. I mean, spread abroad. Through what? Prosperity. How is God going to spread his cities all over the families of the earth? How? He didn't ask your, your opinion. He said it's going to happen only through what? Prosperity. Prosperity is God's idea. We're coming to it. It's God's idea. You need to believe it just as you believe Jesus for your salvation. You need to believe everything that's written in this book. If you don't believe it, you'll never, you'll never see it. If you don't accept it, it'll never happen to you. You can't save yourself, but if you believe the word and act on the word, then you are saved. But the word has a lot to say to you. God has exceedingly great and precious promises for every one of us, if you believe the promise and you act on the promise, God does a miracle. If you refuse the promise, then you've rejected the word of God and the counsel of God. We really need to be careful not to be too religious. Religion has nothing to do with this. What we are talking about is what God alone can do. And you need to believe the word of God against what you feel, against your own resources, Against your circumstances, and you need to turn to God and say, Well, God, you said it. I'm believing it. I believe it's going to happen. Don't know when, but I know it's going to happen because you said it. And that's what we should do. Proclaim. God said to Zechariah, Proclaim, saying, Again, proclaim. You proclaimed it before, but I want you to do it again. Proclaim again, saying, Tossel the Lord my cities. Whose cities? God's cities shall again spread abroad through prosperity. If you don't understand that, then you want to see what God said to the children of Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, this is a very important scripture. Please note this scripture is so important. Take it to heart. Every word of God, this scripture cannot be broken. If you accept the word of God, the word of God makes you. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You can't free yourself, but knowing the truth will set you free. In Deuteronomy 20, uh, chapter 8, verse 18, it says, And you, that's talking to you, you shall remember the Lord your God. Say with me. The Lord God, He is my God. Thank you. But He says here in the Word, You shall remember the Lord your God. The Lord is your God. 
If you call God your God, God says you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. In other words, He is the one that puts everything together so you get wealth. Wealth is not a curse word. Because God says He wants to give that to you. Stop being religious. That's what's hurting us. We have things to do. There is a lot for the kingdom of God to do. There are things that I will want in the, the, the current church we're building. But it takes money so that we can do God's work. He tells us there. He gives you the power. That's what Angela was talking about. And I'm sure if you don't understand what was happening this morning, as she's saying these things came down and it scrolls off, those are words of knowledge the Lord is giving. Those were words of knowledge that God is giving. Ideas. And I've said it from the beginning and I still say it. And God is working on it. God's going to give us millionaires in this church. It's going to happen. I mean, I have five, and I've gone from five, I'm going more, because they're going to happen. And God is going to take our church people, and you need to listen to me, because I'm coming to you. I will show you from the scriptures that this, this indeed is going to happen. Whether you want to be it or not, that's your business. Uh, but those who want it will get it. Amen. He says in his word... He gives you the power to get wealth. And He's giving us all these words of knowledge, ideas, things, super innovations, all of these things that God's going to bring to us. That's the power to get wealth. I did remember the story that, um, what's the name of this preacher that came here a long time ago? Larry Hudson. He, said, he gave us a story here of a woman who was so poor, she had retired having nothing, and she was struggling with paying tithes, and she heard the message that God wants to make her wealthy, but you got to give your tithes and pay all, give your offerings and, and, and pay your tithes. And she says, I don't think I can do that. All I got is social security. How can I do that? And she confronted the preacher. The preacher said, look, I'm telling you, I'm just a mouthpiece. I'm just saying what God says to say. If you don't want to listen, that's up to you, lady. I don't care about it. I'm just giving you the word of God. But she thought about it and changed her mind and decided to do what the preacher said. A few years, I don't know how long it was, passed, and Larry said she went back to the church, and this lady went up to, to her, uh, to him, and said, uh, uh, Sir, I'm going to give you, and he said, She mentioned an ungodly amount. Uh, give that to your ministry. And he went, uh, Because when he saw her walking towards him, he said, Here comes trouble. <laughs> I know it. And uh, all of a sudden, she said, I'm going to do that. She said, you don't believe me. Do you, do you don't believe me? He said, well, uh, well, he didn't want to lie. I know you don't believe me. But she said, you are standing before a multi-millionaire. She said, oh, oh, yeah, how did it happen? She said, I was sitting by the railroad tracks. The train was going by, and something came in my head, and I thought... I wonder why anybody hadn't thought about this. And she built the factory, I've got the show shirt, and money started to come visit with her and to stay with her. She became a millionaire after she retired. That's what God can do. He says he will give you the power to get wealth 
Why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, as it is this very day. He already told Abraham, every family is going to be blessed. And he wants to put the wealth in your hand to establish his covenant. Wealth is a requirement for the establishment of God's covenant in your life. Think about it. Good luck's idea. No! I just read the scriptures. That's what God says. He needs wealth in your hands to establish his covenant with you. That he, the covenant he made with your father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't apologize talking about this. I am not a prosperity preacher. I preach what I see in the scriptures. And if you don't like it, hear that page of your Bible. Uh, we don't believe this. Just we don't believe that. By the time we're through, you got this mighty thin Bible of the little things that you really believe. You're really little. But you believe the Word of God. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible is talking about. Proclaim, he said to Zechariah, my cities will be spread out. How? Through prosperity. God wants you blessed. But you must get in the program. Amen? You must get in the program. You must get with what God wants you to do. Supporting the program. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. In other words, you are determined to live for God. You are determined to go to church. When the church doors are open, you are going to worship God. Not because of money. You want God's covenant established in your life. Now, let me tell you this. When God establishes a covenant with you, He doesn't stop with you. God says He goes from you to your children, even to the 10th generation after you. That's a covenant. But you doing what God says, that's what establishes it. Amen. That's what God wants to do for every one of us. Every single person, every single family here in this church today. Now let me tell you something. The Bible tells us that the Old Testament is a shadow of good things to come. Shadow of good things to come. Their prophet was a shadow of the new prophet, the real prophet, Jesus. You remember when Moses was born? They were killing babies. You remember that? You know what happened when Jesus was born? They were killing babies as well. He was a shadow of the real deliverer. Amen? He was a shadow of the real deliverer. That prophet had some blood. Amen? It's called the Passover. Jesus had his own blood. That blood was of goats and bulls. Just animal blood that brought deliverance to them. Here, you got the blood of God himself that brought deliverance to us. If you don't understand what God, the God's program then in the real life, in the real thing, in the New Testament, why don't you just look a little bit at the shadow? Amen? Maybe the shadow will open your eyes. 
So you can see clearly what truly belongs to you in the real thing. Amen? How many want to go there? I'm glad you want to go there. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalm 105, verse 37, when Moses brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, the Bible tells us this. He said, he also brought them out from Egypt, which is their bondage to sin, Satan being Pharaoh in that time. When God brought them out, he also brought them out with what? Silver and gold. <laughs> when you get saved and you are coming out from the land of the enemy into God's kingdom, what you don't realize, God has ordained for you to come out with silver and gold. He brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none that was feeble among all of their tribes. Everybody was healed when he brought them out. Everyone was healthy. There was no weak person among them. And we were dealing with the Passover that had to do with the blood of animals. Here we're dealing with the real thing. The blood of God, according to Acts chapter 20. He says the blood of God was shed. For every one of us. And so, in this redemptive work, the Bible is very clear that God doesn't only save you from Satan's hand, from Egypt, from sin, from Pharaoh. He wants to load you down with silver and gold. That's the scriptures. It's written right there. He also brought them out. Why would God tell us that if he doesn't want us to notice? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why will he write it in the book if he doesn't want us to notice that this is how he operates? He wants us to know this is the way God operates. When he brings you out, he doesn't just deliver you. He delivers into your hand silver and gold because he'll need that money to build his temple. That's what Moses said. Give me from all of this stuff that you got so we can build the tabernacle. Amen. He said, and they started bringing. And they, they brought it. And he says, hey, it's enough. The people said, no, we still want to give. Why? Because they had in abundance. Amen. <laughs> they still had. He brought them out with silver and gold. That's what God wants to do. That's what Jesus has done for us. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become what? Rich. Now, some people talk about, well, that's spiritual riches. Oh, come off your high horse. Uh Uh Jesus was not spiritually poor. Right? Uh Uh-huh. He became poor. He didn't get spiritually poor. That's, that would be blasphemy. He's talking about finance. And read the whole chapter in contest. Please read the chapter in contest. He was talking about money. Read the whole chapter. He was talking about money. He was talking about giving. Don't get religious. You see, sometimes we get so religious, God can't help us. 
because we go right over him. Instead of accepting the simplicity of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Jesus' sacrifice. These signs follow them that believe. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you accept the, the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you speak what the Bible recommends you to speak, what's going to happen to you? You get born again. No doubt about it. But a believer is not just one who believes that Jesus came to die for our sins. He's one that also believes that Jesus paid the price for our healing. The scripture tells us that. That's a believer. A believer is the one who also believes that these signs follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. If you don't believe those things, then I'll call you an unbelieving believer. You are not a real believer. So a real believer is the believer that believes that Jesus actually died for your poverty. That's what he says. You can't interpret it any other way. He says, let me read this to you again. For you know the grace of God. It wasn't the grace of God that gave Jesus to us on the cross. He says, for you know the grace of God, of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he was sinless. What did he do? He took sin upon himself so that we can become the righteousness of God. Here, he took poverty on himself so that we can become rich. The scripture is very clear. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but I, be I would choose to believe what Paul wrote. He didn't apologize. That's what he said. That's the truth. But if you are a believer, until you believe these words, <laughs> that Jesus died for your poverty, and you repent of your poverty, and cry out to God for your sin of poverty, I'm just using words. Amen? And say, God, I want you to save me from my poverty because Jesus paid the price for my poverty so that I'll no longer be a sinner. No, I mean, poor. I won't be in poverty anymore. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to all creatures, teaching them to observe how many things? All things that I have commended you. That's what I'm trying to do as a pastor. Don't apologize. Don't care about being criticized. Because this is the word of God. Let me show you something. I'd like you to turn with me to Second uh, Chronicles. <laughs> chapter 20, verse 20. And this is very serious. Because Angela and I, we know without a doubt... And this has nothing to do with bragging or anything. We know without a doubt God called us to this work. I know it. I'm, I'm very certain about it. I know how it happened. We are very certain about it. If it were not that God called us, we probably wouldn't continue with it. Because it was really tough at the beginning. So I know God called me to this. So I know I represent him. I only want to represent him well. Both of us. To be faithful to what he's called us to do. We leave the results to him. 
Let him do what he wants. I'm not going to look at what's happening. I just want to hear. Thou good and faithful servant. So I give the word the way he explains it to me. The way he teaches me, I teach. And whether you believe it or not, I'm looking to him. I just want to hear, thou good and faithful servant. So I know I'm called by him. And I know the call comes with his authority. What I say matters. What I speak in his name will come to pass. I have no doubt about it. I've spoken and God is healed. I've spoken, miracles have happened. And today is no different. Amen. Let me share this thing because it's so important. Christians need to know this. You remember the story of Hannah? How she prayed and the backsliding high priest said, Go your way, woman. The God of Israel grant your petition. What happened? He spoke because he was representing God. And God fulfilled the word. Even though he was backsliding. Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be broken. Second Chronicles 20 verse 20 says, So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be what? Established. Believe his prophets, and you shall what? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know I'm called of God. Now, I'm going to say to you, no doubt in my mind, those of you that are having financial difficulty, the end has come. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will fight any and everything that is standing in your way of prosperity. Because as we speak the word of God, he washes over his word and he confirms it. If you are a part of the Ark Fellowship and you stay faithful, supporting the work of the Ark Fellowship, you will never know poverty in the name of Jesus. God will work in your life so you will never suffer poverty. I speak it in his name. Today, at the Ark Fellowship, poverty is being swallowed up in victory. Poverty is being swallowed up in victory. You know how I know this? There was a preacher. Used church. He decided, the Holy Spirit said, speak to my people about the prosperity that I had in my word. <laughs> Guess what? After a while, I was reading a book. Poverty disappeared in the church. <laughs> Poverty was swallowed up in, the, in, in victory in that church. When I read that, I said, yeah, it's the same God. God is the same God of the Ark Fellowship. And I want poverty to be swallowed up in victory here at the Ark Fellowship. So we'll never talk about poverty because God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is still the God of the Ark Fellowship. This is his church. It don't belong to the pastor. Certainly don't belong to Pastor Andy and the rest of us. But God is here and he's going to work with all of us. 
if you believe the word, if you believe the word of God, if you believe God, then you are established. Amen? And when you believe the man of God, then you prosper. Prosperity is God's word. God meant it. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night, so that you will make your way prosperous. You do the word, you make your way prosperous, and then you have good success. God, tell me one father that doesn't enjoy his son prospering. You tell me one. Show me one. And I'll put him in prison. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> if I have the power <laughs> there is no father on earth that doesn't enjoy the success of their children no father how can God be different why do we make him to be somebody different we don't do that Jesus said if you earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to your children how much more shall your heavenly father give good things to his children and ask him for it you don't believe it so you don't ask when you believe it and you ask God will do it you don't have to look to your resources if you look to your resources that means you are leaning on the arm of flesh and the Bible says, cursed is everyone that trusts a man. So you look up to God and you trust God for your prosperity and God's going to bless you. That's the way the world says it. Now let me show you this. The first curse that God pronounced on man was the curse of poverty. Right after Adam sinned, God had told him, the day you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. But nothing was said about him dying after his sin. The thing that happened, the only thing God said, the ground today is cursed because of you, Adam. You sweat. In other words, God was saying, it's going to be hard now. It's going to be really hard. You want to enjoy life? It's going to be hard. And if you read in, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, when God began to speak about the curses, which we refer to as the curse of the law, the, there are only two types of curses that you've had, two categories of curses, curses in, did you find in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Guess what the first one is? Poverty. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Cursed is your cattle. When you go out, you're cursed. You come back, you're cursed. Your barns cursed. Everything is cursed. Your fruit cursed. All of that cursed. Poverty. That's what God is saying. And then the next thing that follows after that is disease. Does it do too? But poverty doesn't dignify anybody. That thing is evil. It's painful when you are sitting in a house and they're threatening to take your house. How can that be God's will? Why would God be in a program like that? Why would God send you away from your house and put you out? That's not God's will. He has called us to peace. That's the principle. God says, I have called you to peace. My peace I give to you. Peace means shalom. All is well. That's what it means. 
every area of your life well. Satan tries in his temptation to pull us from those things, but we need to stand our ground. That's why the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But you can't resist him unless you know God's word. You resist him with, thus say the Lord, it is written. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's poverty. That's sickness and disease. Read the word. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on the tree. On the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come. On the Gentiles. That's you and me. God is already removed the curse from you. Not going to. Poverty shouldn't be a part of the Christian life. That's not our heritage. The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It's just one day. No. As long as the Lord is your shepherd. You should not know want. It's when you walk out of his will and you're doing your own thing, don't care about his kingdom anymore, won't go to church, won't pray, don't follow God. When your mind is focused on God, these things follow. They just, they're natural. Jesus said, seek you first the kingdom of God. Don't concern yourself about these things because they're just going to be part of your Christian work. They'll follow you. He'll add them to you, no doubt about it. So he has taken the curse away from your life. That's the curse of poverty. And I'm going to say to you today, prosperity is coming your way in Jesus' name. If you are having a hard time financially in the name of Jesus, I command that demonic spirit to cease from operating in your life. And I'm speaking that the blessings of God is coming onto your family. If you make up your mind, you're going to support God's program and God's going to bless you. God will bless you. You don't know how you're going to do it. You don't know how he's going to do it. But he will make a way in the wilderness for you. He will make a way through the Red Sea for you so you get to your promised land. God's going to make that happen for us. In the name of Jesus, He's going to make that happen. The curse is broken. The curse is broken. By the power of the blood of Jesus, that curse is broken. Don't hang your head down. God is not going to allow you to be put to shame. He's going to raise you up and make you a showcase. God's going to bless you. He's called the blessings of Abraham. He's called the blessings of Abraham. He's called the blessings of Abraham. He says he took the curse away. When the curse is gone and the void is there, the blessings of Abraham takes over the void in your life. The curse is gone. Poverty is gone. Sickness and disease is gone. You want to ask me the blessing of Abraham? You know the word bless? I always like to go there. He says in Genesis 24 verse 35, his, the Abraham's servant was bragging on his master. He was happy to be an employee of this guy called Abraham because of his God. And Laban was glad to have Jacob in his home. He said to Jacob, I know because of you, the Lord is blessing me. So I don't want you going anywhere. Stay here. 
so that your God stays here and I get the benefit. Wherever you go, may the blessings of God follow you so your employer knows, is this guy that's causing my business to be doing so well. Nobody talks about firing him. He's going to be here even if he's doing nothing. Amen. Don't do that now. They'll find them. <laughs> but look, in Genesis 24, verse 35, he said, the servant bragging on his master, the Lord has blessed my master greatly. How? He is the covenant man, the God of Abraham, the blessings of Abraham. This is the origin of God's covenant with you and I. Is Abraham, the friend of God. The Lord has blessed my master, Abraham, greatly. He has become, how? Great. And he has given him, who God has given him, flocks. That means some set of business. Herds. That's another sort of business. Silver, money, and gold. Male and female servants, he has a bunch of them. They can go out, Abraham can just take his servants and say, let's go up to that city and whip the whole city and take it over. He had an army in his house, they were his servants. That's how blessed he was. He whipped the people that came to remove the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, he whipped them all up, just his servants with him. He had an army with them and he paid them. He said, male and female servants. He had camels. That's the Mercedes-Benz and the Rolls Royce and all of that stuff in their time. And the donkeys. Maybe uh, you can talk about, uh, what are these kids? The Cameroon, the ones the kids really love. The Transam or whatever. I'm going way back. <laughs> now some of these kids, Transam, what's that? <laughs> We don't know what kind of car you're talking about. <laughs> Amen. But God wants his children blessed. He said he's giving him all of these things. Silver and gold. Not only that. Businesses. Employees. Cars. And if you read in Deuteronomy chapter 8, God said to his people, he says, when, not if, when you have built houses and you've dirt in them and the Lord has blessed you, don't forget me. Remember that it's coming from me. I gave them to you just because he loves you. Don't keep your head hanging down. What you're saying to Satan, you got me. Hang your head up today. Tell yourself, God's blessing is coming to my life. No matter what's going on in your life, even if it has nothing to do with finances, this message is saying God is going, he's going to rescue you from that problem. That's what I'm saying to you. God's going to deliver you. I want you to believe what I'm saying. God is going to bring deliverance to you. I'm going to close with this. Because the Lord's been speaking to me about this. There are some of you here. You have issues with anger. God wants to deliver you. I'm going to ask the prayer partners to please come up here. If you have an issue with anger... Erupt sometime, you need to take care of it. That thing is going to destroy you. That thing is going to destroy you. And God's been speaking to me, I believe, <coughs> all week that if you have an issue with anger, you need to take care of that today because God's going to free you from it so that He can bless you. And uh, 
don't apologize for it because some of us, we've been all there. You have to repent and get off it and God will bless you. Amen. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to receive Christ or you just need to receive prayer, please come here and ask somebody pray for you because God will deliver that to you. Whatever you need from God today, if you need deliverance for anything, please come up and God will deliver you today. God wants to bless His people. Stand up with me. Stand up this morning. I believe in the God that I serve. I know the Lord Jesus. No bragging just because I'm His child. I'm just His child. And I can talk to Him. I know He hears me. And I know when I speak in His name. Because He is so faithful. He does what His Word says. So I'm speaking God's blessings and peace upon your life this morning. Every one of you. That Satan's trouble in your life will suddenly come to an end. And the peace of God that passes knowledge will come into your life and family. That's what God wants for every one of His child. Amen. Lift your hands up to the Lord this morning. And just thank Him. Thank Him for the blessing that's coming your way. If the enemy is showing you something in your life that's, a prop, that's problematic, and he's saying this is going to cost you to go down, tell the enemy today that because you know God, that your God, the same God of Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego, will deliver you from that fire today so that you get to know him better. And those that trouble you, those that trouble you, will get to know your God, that he is alone is God. Father, I thank you and I bless your people today. Lord, you've heard the words that have been spoken. You said decree a thing and now you said it shall be established. Lord, I've made decrees today in your name, the name of Jesus. And I call those the decrees established in heaven in the name of Jesus on the behalf of your people. And beginning from this very hour, the many angels, the warring angels of God have been sent abroad on the behalf of your children to bring what we have asked you to pass in our lives. We give you praise today and we honor the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, the name that's given to us for our salvation, for our deliverance. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. We're dismissed.